You're listening to Shared Sagas, an Australian RPG actual play podcast. This podcast features adult language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Greetings, and welcome to Shared Sagas. This is going to be our special one-shot of the Shadowrun 6 World Beginner Box intro adventure to Shadowrun 6 Edition. Uh, My name is Tom, I will be your Game Master for this particular session. As per usual, let us go around the table and see who we have joining us today. Hi, my name is Nadia, and I am going to be playing Zipfile. Background to Zipfile? Please, yes. Zipfile grew up in the urban brawl hotspot of M. Fileni, and you'll have to forgive my pronunciation, I'm not too familiar with this setting, a part of Azania's Pretoria, Wits, Waterstrand, Val, Metroplex. As a young girl, she loved the excitement, the chaos, the adrenaline junkie rush that came with watching the local brawlers every weekend. It almost made her forgot how she used to live in one of the buildings inside that urban arena until Ares had evicted her family from her, their home and turned El Thoreni into an international spectacle. As a teenager, Zipfile lost both of her parents when Beer's Omnitech literally worked them to death in one of their minds. The shock and bitterness of their deaths led Zipfile and her younger brother to join a near cell in PWV. The Neo-Anarchist saw, saw potential in her and sent her off to one of their training camps where she learned how to use her cyberdeck to disrupt the system. Zipfile ultimately left Azania though when a conflict between Neo-Anarchist groups turned violent and most of her former runner team got killed. She met Miss Mythru, a fellow decker who is an urban brawl fan. She uses her new one from these jobs to support both the Neo-Anarchist cause and the brother she left in Azania. Uh, she is a dwarf Dwarf, so very short stature. She has uh, dark skin, um, subdermal implants uh, across the sides of her head, shaved, um, and uh, kind of like a froey mohawk running down the center of her head. Uh, she's very bombastic, very good natured, and has a lot of rando bits of information to share. That's interesting. And, and you are, of course, a hacker. And I'm a main... hacker, yes. All right, yeah, because you can't have a cyberpunk style game without a hacker, I think. Uh, you, sir. Hi, my name is Ben, and I shall be playing you. That is the name of the character, not necessarily you, the listener. Good. <laughs> Just so there's no confusion. I'm the sure they were very made. confused. Mm. <laughs> we're playing news on first. All right. Oh. So let's talk a little bit about you. Well, thank you. I mean, I. Um... Yeah. <laughs> it's important we get this out of the way. All right. <laughs> it is. Please continue. Okay. Once upon a time, you was a court kid from the Canton Confederation, living up a life of relative abundance. He always assumed he'd end up a wage slave like his parents until the second Matrix crash erased his family's identities and sent the corp they worked for into bankruptcy. Mere months later, Yu's parents were killed by Black Chrysanthemum triad members demanding protection fees they couldn't pay, and 10-year-old Yu fled from Fushan to Hong Kong. He ended up as a member of a pickpocket gang, then joined the Red Red Dragon triad as a thief and enforcer. Cool. 
You probably wouldn't have spent the rest of his life with the Red Dragons, but one of his triad brothers got wrapped up in, a, in Better Than Life chips, or BTL chips, and went on a frenzy, and Yu was forced to kill him in self-defense. The triad bosses knew it wasn't Yu's fault, but they couldn't let the killing go unanswered, so they shipped him off to an allied syndicate in Seattle. There, uh, Yu met Billy Shen, and Billy passed his name along to Miss Smith. I'm going with myth as opposed to life. Myth. Yeah, Miss Smith. Miss Smith. Smith. I don't know. Okay. It's up to you. Maybe that's some tension between your actual characters. You insist on. <laughs> and, she, <laughs> and she's sitting there, she's just going corrected. Like she, children, please. Like, like, like maybe she introduced herself really quickly the first time, and like you didn't quite hear. But, but <laughs> now, now looking over it, you're just like, is it mine? Is it? Sorry, continue. Okay. <laughs> you met Billy Shen, and Billy passed his name along to Miss Smith, where the troll fixer was putting her new crew together. That is badass. And so you is a Cantonese elf who Indeed. is basically so you're the face. I am the face, yes. Any other skills of note apart from talky talk that you has? As indicated, he's a um, pickpocket. So uh, a lot of the work that he has done is very much based on being uh, stealthy and uh, an infiltration-like specialist. But he has expanded his repertoire in order to um, con his way into places. Cool. That's awesome. And Sam. Hey, I'm Sam. I am playing Emu. Okay, background. First of all, yes. Can, I just want to say, amazing that one of the pre-gen characters for this is actually an Aboriginal Australian. I know. I, think I absolutely that, love it. That really needs... Uh, to be highlighted and applauded. So, but yeah, mm. please continue. Tell us all about Ingu. Okay. Some are born into shadow running, some achieve it, and some have shadow running thrust upon them. The middle group often choose to become runners because they refuse to be pushed into the role in which their upbringing casts them, whether as a starving baron's rat, a comfortable but oppressed wage slave, or a hidebound traditionalist who follows the old ways just because their elders said they should. I'm not speaking from personal experience. <laughs> <laughs> if Emu's life had, bega- had begun in one of those roles, she might still be here today. Her parents are both... Oh, I am going... I am. I apologise in advance. Um, we're a jury, descended from the Indigenous peoples of New South Wales. Cool. Emu's mother came from a family of vocal Indigenous rights activists, while her father was a Japan Corp wage, wage slave and a product of modern Australian society, despite his ethnic heritage. As a result, Emu spent her formative years being pulled between two different lives. One week, she'd be on holiday, air quotes, in the outback with her mother, stepfather, and half-siblings, eating bush tucker and being told how her exposure to, to colonial culture had prevented her from awakening into, into a Karaji like her grandfather. The next, she'd be in an air-conditioned corporate housing complex, being the token indigenous friend for other kids her age, the way her father was to his colleagues. Feeling like an outsider no matter where she went, Emu took refuge in tinkering, whether with the complex electronics her father designed or the beat-up old trucks her mother's family drove whenever they went out whoop-whoop. When Emu was a teenager, she fled both of her parents' homes for a technical school in Queensland, where she started training as a mechanic. She took up racing both cars and drones in her spare time, and she earned the attention of a mercenary recruiter who offered her a contract as a drone pilot. Emu's time as a merc had definite rough patches. She didn't handle military-style discipline well, but the combat experience was the foundation she needed to become a shadow runner. When her contract was up, she decided it was a time for a change of pace, so she left Australia for Seattle. Emu's early days in the shadows were rocky. She kept a roof over her head barely, but her lack of a control rig made it hard for her to catch and pull off better-paying jobs. In sheer frustration, she borrowed a pile of Nuyen from the... Oh, Chianiello? Chianiello. We're just going to go with yeah, let's whatever do that. <laughs> that's how you pronounce it going forward. Yeah. Because there's so much in here that's quite difficult. That's okay. Oh, Ooh. good. Anyway, the mafia. The mafia. Yeah. <laughs> to get the head where she needed. Luckily, she ran into Ms. Myth soon after. And so far, she's managed to keep her creditors at bay. But if work dries up, it might be time for another intercity change of pace. 
That's it. Cool. <laughs> Mate. That's it. Yeah. G'day. Okay. So, no, that's really awesome. So I guess just to give a really quick introduction to the setting overall, uh, both for the listeners, but also for Nadia, who really has no idea about Shadowrun, etc. Essentially, Shadowrun takes place in an ultimate history version of our world, where everything's pretty much the same up until about like 2011, when magic returns to the world. So, And what happens is essentially a whole bunch of babies start being born effectively looking like dwarves and elves and also magic comes back so a whole bunch of stuff happens from there but all you need to know it is the year 2080 and it's essentially an urban fantasy cyberpunk setting so there are dragons and magic and elves and dwarves and orcs and trolls yep and Uh, magic and tech quite separated or is it magic tech uh no it's very very separate uh, to the point where they conflict um so for example magic and technology do not mix well uh, to the point where if you get too many cybernetic augmentations, then your ability to use magic decreases significantly and, you know, things like that. Definitely, definitely that style of thing. Now, like many, many cyberpunk settings, it is a sort of dystopian future where the mega corporations rule the world and you play badass anarchist hacker Shadowrun people. You play the people that actually kind of work for the corporations, but uh, to, to get money and so forth, but you also try to fight the man and make your own way in the world however you can. And you are a team of Shadowrunners. And just to get that out of the way, you've known each other for quite some time. <laughs> you, yes. You, you've already met, you're already, you're already a crew, you're, you already trust yourself, uh, etc, etc. So, as we begin our adventure today... <laughs> so, where we begin our tale today is in downtown Seattle. It is lightly raining outside, and it is sort of late at night, and you, all three of you, have driven down to your local stuffer shack, which is essentially a the equivalent of like a 7-Eleven type thing. Basically, you're there on a snack run. You are there to get treats, desserts, whatever you feel like. Uh, I would actually like each and every one of you to, to describe what your character is currently doing in the Stuffer Shack as far as what particular snack or treat is your favourite and sort of set the scene that way. You are the only people in there uh, as far, at the present time, uh, apart from the staff member. So, you know, outside you can, you can just sort of see all around you. There are aisles of all kinds of unhealthy treats of all various descriptions. The walls and the windows are mostly sort of clogged up with advertisements and things like that. There are little sort of holographic um, displays of corporate logos goes and whatnot inside everyone every once in a while you'll have like a little sort of almost sort of holographic thing pop out from one of the snacks and say eat me but yeah let's let's say uh go we'll go counterclockwise this time what does emu do when she wants to get a snack on so she will go straight for the coffee soy calf soy calf okay soy calf, and yeah. she's gonna look for so whenever whenever she's in a stuffer shack she's basically looking for similar stuff to there's a cafe that she absolutely loves uh it's in washington actually Actually. Oh, okay, nice. It's called Grounds for Appeal. <laughs> so bad. Wow. It's so good. Fantastic. And you? All right, so we are strolling the aisles looking for something uh, that's reminiscent uh, of my homeland. Oh, nice. Although this is probably less to do with anything traditional and more to do with the fact that crass commercialism when you're like four or five. <laughs> 
It's a thing that you create. So in this case, you is looking for Pocky. And it is basically like a, like a again, soy substitute replacement for both the chocolate coating and also the breadsticks itself. Oh, fantastic. Oh, it has, a like, fan, has a fantastic shelf life. T- t- it tastes like cardboard. Uh, cardboard with chocolate. So, so you know, not... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not and too bad. So you will eat the uh, all the chocolate part of it and then like a grub will uh, throw the rest of it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. on the ground. <laughs> That is amazing. And... So, uh, zip file is going straight for the freeze-dried cricket section. Okay. And she grabs freeze-dried and then refried chili crickets. Oh. And some wasabi crickets and some nori crickets. Nice. And she just likes to have all three packets and then get a large plastic bag and then pour all three flavors mm. in. And then give it a good shake. So it's mystery cricket time. Oh, and no. she always yells, mystery cricket time! And then she hands you a bag of mystery crickets. Oh my goodness, that is amazing. That is so cool. Okay. And for anybody who hasn't had cricket before, they're not bad. They mm-hmm. just taste like chips when they're fried. Just And you've got to be careful of like legs sticking out from between your teeth. Oh, they're just crunchy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you probably do need to floss afterwards. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Great. On the inside, so as as we sort of look around, you can we we see you enjoying your little your little snack run, and all of a sudden, commotion begins. So out the front, you hear what sounds like nine different kinds of hell starting. You can hear engines, you can hear screaming, sort of crashing, yelling, cheering, uh, a whole bunch of things. Mostly what sounds like a very, very large number of motorcycles. You know, sort of your classic uh, motorcycle gang, Mm -hmm. engines roaring. Now you can't see out the front because of the fact that there are, you know, advertisements blocking up all the windows. There is just the one door that leads to the front door, which you came in, which of course is now closed. So whatever is going on outside, the female orc that is behind the rather well defended front counter uh, so and she of course had, you know has just got sort of a more or less a shaved head she was sitting there looking bored just kind of flicking through on her little comm device effectively just you know probably playing the equivalent of angry birds but chatter on version of angry birds and <laughs> and so she just all of a sudden like just looks up and then just ducks under the counter and then you can start to hear, as I say, all, all sorts of calamity outside. Um, so yeah, you have no idea what's going on, but you're in a kind of a bad neighborhood. And the fact of the matter is, whenever there's any sorts of incidents or conflict, that's oftentimes a good chance for you to uh, potentially get involved and uh, make some money somehow. So anyway, you can react however you like. You can uh, hunker down and cow, or you can go and try and check out what's going on. What do you, what do, you do? I assume we... And when you put it like that, Tom. Yes. Mm. Uh, I think getting some visibility is probably the best thing at the moment. So is there a way that I can kind of hack into some streams from the street, see if we can work out what's going on? You sure can. I mean, look, you can open the door or you can just hack in and sort of try... Hackers don't open doors, Tom. Okay. God. They hack things. (laughs) (laughs) That would be too easy. That's fine. That sounds good to me. All right. Yeah, great stuff. So what you're going to do is you are going to give me a roll. Now, if you look to your beautifully outlined pre-generated character booklet, you will see that you have got most of your main things that you do uh, assembled in dice pools. So this is basically just, you're going to be trying to uh, intrude into the actual... CCTV systems. Yeah, so there's, you notice when you came in, because you always look out for these things, you know for a fact that there is at least a dozen cameras out on the street, uh, and there are four in particular 
on the actual outside of the stuffer shack. So you could very, very clearly, if, if you can hack into them, uh, get a good view from a couple of things there. So if we just quickly go to matrix actions. So basically you're just going to be looking to enter as a, as a first thing. So Illegally. Illegally. Now, Illegally. what is important to note with hacking is that for every round that you're doing something illegal, you make a roll to take control, to do things, to, you know, jump in, whatever it is that you're doing. And either a person actively working against you, or in a lot of cases, just the actual device that you're trying to hack itself, mm. rolls a bunch of dice to sort of counter you, right? So if it's you know, of a certain security level, it'll roll a few dice to try to uh, stop you from, you know, it, it's natural defense systems, I guess. Very importantly, as you go on in, in every scene or conflict in which you're doing this, the number of successful hits that the opposition rolls to defend, right? So, got, so let's say you, you try to hack in, you got five successes. If they rolled and got like three successes, that all adds up constantly as a tally until they reach 40. And when you, whenever you're doing anything illegal with hacking, once the defender gets up to 40, regardless of whether you succeed on everything or not, whether it wins or you win, that's when you trigger God, which is... <laughs> the grid overwatch division. The grid overwatch division, which is essentially the overwatch overall matrix sort of defense defense force and then your location will be triggered and then law enforcement will be sent to collect you cool something to bear, something to bear in mind that whenever you're hacking and doing illegal stuff you want to be in and out as quickly as possible you, yeah. you don't want to just sort of constantly be you know sort of jumping in all the time so does it say what your dice pool is for this particular action so this is going to be electronics plus logic for you because you're just trying to control a device it, it is illegal and so it is resisted by the firewall plus willpower of the cameras which I have here well that's the same thing as control device illegal slash major so it's already given me a dice pool here of 11 then okay that's awesome that's really great so that's 11 dice it is but that's just the base dice pool now do you do, do any of your programs you have your programs that you have being an awesome hacker and you've also got your cyber deck which by the way cyber deck is like a, a sort of a sleek electronic gauntlet that you use to hack it's sort of like a nintendo power glove yeah mm. but actually that that brings up an important point because your cyber deck as a hacker that is your main tool this mm. sort of cool badass sort of hacking glove that you have mm -hmm. normally that's it's very personal and very stylized so please tell us what does ziplines badass thing look like it's <laughs> hot pink it's a hot pink now is it sort of sleek or is it bulky what does it look like yeah so it's a hot pink silk looking glove okay that just stands out like nobody's business <laughs> and she's got spikes all the way oh. across it kind of that match her dermal implants on the side of her of her head fantastic that's awesome i love it so much okay so do you think you have any programs there that allow you to give bonuses to control device what is renraku kitsune that's the cyber deck that that, that is that's your glove the, yeah, it's okay, there's potentially quite a lot here. So one is overclock program. Add two dice to a matrix action. Any action made while using this program is considered illegal. So use this program adds to the overwatch score as to the defense hits. Mm -hmm. Useful. So that's that. Not that uh, there is decryption program rules plus two dice on crack file action. Exploit program, reduce defense rating of hacking target by two. Useful. Mm. And that's it. So I think that's... The exploit one seems to be the thing that's going to reduce the difficulty for me. So, and this seems to be the most kind of on brand. I definitely think so as well. Um, so what that will, that will do very importantly is that will mean that your... 
your overall offense rating will be actually you would it would anyway but you're actually going to have edge so the big thing in this system in this new edition of Shadowrun is that uh, whenever you have some sort of advantage like sort of similar to D&D advantage disadvantage you get what's called edge so this is a resource that you have you start off with a number of edge points equal to your edge score or rating which uh, for visit file what is that so oh four you have four visit file okay so you have four edge it's actually a stat mm. where the number five is on your character sheet first yeah. page yeah so uh, you are going to get an extra edge so you normally represent those by those those tokens that I have there you can only ever have a maximum of seven edge at a time so I've already got my maximum well you've, you've got five you, you could potentially oh, so I can take another one yes exactly okay. exactly right okay cool cool beans so you are going to be rolling a number of dice equal to your overall pool plus two roll 11 dice 11 d6s and count every five or six Extremely poor roll. I got two successes. You got two. You got two successes. Okay. Yep. So you attempt to hack in to the uh, the, the camera outside, and you, you actually fail. You you actually fail to jump into the to the to the camera. Seems we were talking about edge. We might want to also talk about how it could be used in this instance. Ah, uh, yeah, that's actually a very good point. So. Edge can be used for various things, including re-rolling failed dice. So if you have a look at the little cheat sheet there that shows you the things you can you can spend edge on, uh, I will tell you that you only need three successes in order to, to beat it. So if you get even one more success, then you'll be able to... And you did get at least one four there, if I can see that. So there's pretty much... I can only ever get one re-roll, so... No, you get, am I correct in understanding that you spend one edge per die, as opposed to just re-rolling one? You no, can... because look, then it says two edge, what you can do for two edge. Uh, plus one to a single die roll. That's post. Okay. So that's... I think that's when you can take a four to a five, or a five to a six. Yeah, ex- exactly right. So for two edge, you can actually guarantee success, because you can make one of those fours into a five. Yeah, okay. It's the same thing as spending one edge, though. No, well, one edge re-roll. Is nope. yeah. So, so just one die. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. Then I'll do that. Cool. All right. Awesome. So you, sorry, you you hack into one of the cameras. While this is happening, as much as it only takes a few seconds, uh, mm. what are either of you two doing? It depends on which vehicle I have. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I got uh, everyone hopped in the Commodore. Yeah, it seems like. <laughs> So, so, so the way this works is uh, outside you have your yeah. van. So yeah. you, you as a group actually have a van. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. By default, that belongs to. So by default, it belongs to the mage to Frostburn. Uh, but oh. Frostburn isn't actually in this one. And so yeah, in this particular case, but you have a cool van. It's outside, and that's yep. where you, that's where your drone is. Uh, I mean, you have everything with you, your your guns and weaponry and stuff. But I just figure your drones probably just, you, you probably left that in the car. I would think. I did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you can easily call it, but that's yeah. But I'm also pretty confident your drones are evil. That's true. So maybe it's hidden in the car. Okay, anyway, so that happens, and 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 so you've got that there. With that in mind, are you going to be doing anything or just holding holding tight for now, at, at least until your eyes and ears outside reveal stuff? Yeah, I'm going to hold tight for the moment. Okay, that sounds cool, but, you know, pending action. And you? Yes. I'm looking for a position of cover. So the yeah. shelves laden with various um, corporate commercialism crap Oh yes. aren't really going to protect me from anything that's either APDS or um, armor-piercing 
I'm not expecting that necessarily. No, that's very true. Now the checkout counter uh, yeah. currently, currently the um, the female orc is you know sort of cowering behind, but that's yeah. you know it's it's pretty good. They, they have a they, there is a panic button which she hasn't hit yet. Okay, it's probably a bit of a big deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, there's um, as you can imagine, there's you know various displays filled with impulse buyers, mm-hmm. and that, and behind the counter is where you know things like the synthanol, which is yeah. the alcohol equivalent and stuff like that. Yeah. There's a there is there's an area which has essentially four old school arcade machines. Nice, and that's right near the front door. So just to the so if you're facing so this is the just for the recording. I'm just giving a little bit, bit of a yep, mass here. So you've got that there down on the yeah. big double doors there. Just to the right of that, you've got four old school arcade yeah, machines. But those are mostly just a wooden cabinet and a bunch of empty space. Uh, maybe some. Maybe the. Maybe whatever it is that takes coin at this point is about the most secure thing that's in <laughs> no, there. No, 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 no. This is true. It's, 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 it's not... Uh, I was going to say, instead of old arcade games, they're like Oculus Rifts that were discontinued like 50 years ago. Nice. Yeah, that's true. true. <laughs> so for my... So in my case, I'm thinking I don't need to be in the booth at this point, but I can no. be next to the booth. Oh, definitely. on the other side of where the action is happening for the moment. Oh, Until absolutely. we get eyes on what's going on. Absolutely. And just to be clear, there's other areas as well. So you've got uh, a freezer, a freezer section, mm-hmm. which you, which you can actually walk in to get complete cover from the front door or anything like that. Cool. You've got the manager's office, which you can very clearly see is there, not 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 currently occupied. Yep. Um, and there's a, there's a little sitting room, and there's some very large, bulky counters where the cook it yourself yeah. section is. You know, where uh, you get yeah. certain goods and you yeah. pop mm-hmm. it in the dehydrated microwave. hot dog, and then yeah. You rehydrate it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> delicious. That sounds absolutely delicious. But what, what, what I'm hearing here is that there's avenues for escape or getting around from uh, outside. Uh, for, sorry, if we go through the back end of the, of the stuff shack. Yeah, I mean, to get... So apart from the front door, you, you presume there would have to be a back door as well. Yeah. But that's probably going to be back through the stock room, yeah. which is behind. Which, you know, once again, is an option yeah. if it comes to it. But Anyway, I'm letting the dwarf work. Yeah. So zipline, all of a sudden, you have hacked into the cameras outside and you can see a little display show up as to what is going on on the street. So, out there you can see that there is a group. There is a gang directly out the front of the Stuffer Shack and it looks like they are marching up to the front door to sort of, uh, about ready to sort of smash their way in. Now, you can see that, and and this is, by the way, one one of... 99 other problems that are going on out there but just the most immediate threat is there is a group of five gangers uh, dressed in basically black leather with red bandanas and red uh, sort of sashes on their arms and so forth to indicate that they look just think like 80s punk Mm. biker gang (laughs) cliche 101 Uh, the leader is a large male orc sort of pale skin and a great big red fluorescent mohawk so his mohawk is actually dyed in a sort of phosphorescent style so it glows in the dark basically they look like somewhere between the warriors and the glow in the dark gangers from Batman Forever Hmm. so Ah. so, uh, and they're actually quite multi-ethnic so there's the orc there's two really rough looking female dwarves that are right behind him and then behind that you've got a big troll so clearly this particular gang is more and more encompassing of other of other uh, species oh that's nice that's good that's good for them that's good Mm. good for them indeed so 
Uh, now, behind that, though, you can see, uh, assuming you look around, or are you going to focus more on these people coming to the door, or do you want to get a, a sort of a bit of a broader look at what's going on in the streets uh, around? I want to have eyes everywhere that I can. Okay, that's cool. Can you give me another Matrix action, just to see how, how much you can sort of, you know, manipulate and pop around with the camera outside? This time five successes. Do sixes do something? Not yet. Not yet. Only in the one instance, if you see one of the uses for your edge, I think it's the four edge spent, mm. is you can re-roll all your dice and you and then sixes explode if you do that. Cool. So you re-roll sixes. That's only if you spent the edge. Having said that, though, that is perfectly sufficient. And so you basically, what's the word, jack into, I guess, like three of the cameras, so you can get a nice broad view. Now, this is probably going to be what you're looking at, but you can see that outside there is a quartet of vans dropping off the uh, black and grey clad gangers, and a whole bunch of other gangers are getting out as well. One of the vans comes to a halt a bit closer to your van than you would like, uh, sort of parks next to you. Uh, across the street you can see that black and green are the primary colours of both the bikes and gear that have been rolled into a that are sort of rolling into an open warehouse. So it's sort of a warehouse which is across the way. And close behind them you can see that there's a group of massive orcs and trolls. So this gang is all orc and troll. There's no humans, no dwarves or anything like that. And they are decked out in sort of brown and gold. And on the backs of these rumbling choppers gliding towards the door like they own the place. Uh, now to the left of that you can see that there's a, a pair of uh, junkyard buses have essentially blocked off the road and they've spewed out a writhing horde of twisted looking orcs and trolls marked in cohesion only by their rusty red, rusty sort of red accents. Can I ask a couple of questions? You sure can. So I'm making the assumption at this point, you can correct me if I'm wrong, that they're from all different gangs. At least three or four, yes, yeah. correct. Do they appear to be in competition or working together? Okay, they appear to be begrudgingly going along together, but not in the sense that they're working together, but that they're all sort of trying for the same goal and are not looking to break out into open hostilities yet. What they're doing, you can very clearly see, actually. Actually, sorry, can you please give me a perception check? Is this under attributes? Let me just... So it'll be perception plus intuition. Okay, cool. I've got nine dice to roll. Oh, wow. Great. You are observant. Yeah. Just because there's a whole bunch of different stuff going on. And to be fair, you can potentially have some more information depending on how many successes you roll on this. Is there any edge opportunities because she's using uh, like a camera that might have a zoom function? Actually, yes. Um, I'll, I'll definitely say because of your successful thing before, you, you've definitely got some edge too, by the way, Nadia. So you can go ahead and give yourself an extra edge. Cool. So that's quite a good roll. I got five. Nice. Amazing. Okay, so... So you reckon? So first of all, you recognise that the orc and the the, the the gang, the black and red gang that are about ready to smash in the front of the stuffer shack, is very very clearly members of the Rages. Yeah, they have a distinctive tag, which is essentially a rusted stiletto. And you know, just from your just general sort of street experience, that that's that particular gang. The bright green and chromed out bikes that zipping along the streets uh, are actually carrying mostly elves. And you know, this is a an elven biker gang called the Ancients. That's what they call themselves. Yep. Now. The warehouse that they're all sort of trundling along to, you realise that what they're actually doing is they are escorting a very, very expensive, but very, very beaten up looking armoured black limousine. In which 
is appears to be one person. So you can see one sort of you know sort of female figure. It, it, it is not a limousine that has sort of tinted windows, so you can actually see in pretty well. There's a little bit of sort of spiderweb cracking on the windows where they've obviously smashed up the limousine. Mm-hmm. What they've managed to do is basically destroy one of the tires, the rear tire, to sort of stop it. And you can see the antenna's been snapped off. And yeah. now, now what's essentially happened is they've got like enough bikes on either side that they're just kind of making her drive into the warehouse type thing. Mm-hmm. But the, the car itself is actually driving itself she's just in the back seat and she looks like a, a, a human woman um, in a very well-made sort of corporate wear and she appears to be a I, I guess a, a, maybe a kidnap victim an assassination mm-hmm. target you've got no idea but they've, they've sort of captured her more or less and are sort of escorting her into the warehouse but it seems like multiple gangs have seized this opportunity seized this target and they're just kind of taking her off the street probably to well get her out of the limousine which is still on, on sort of lockdown she's activated the um you know essentially like the, the like the security system for the actual car but um yeah it'll only be a matter of time you think before they get through that you have a a good couple of minutes before the the gang outside smash through says all right friendos we've got eyes <laughs> outside so far i can see there's a number of gangs including the rangers and the ancients they are looking mm. at a warehouse they're escorting a limousine with a human woman in it kidnapping not sure. She's locked herself in. They clearly need to get in and get her. Not too sure what's going on beyond that. What is our next plan? All right. So Do we want to get involved? How rich does the person look in the limousine? I don't know. If you've got a limousine that's armoured, I figure you're... That's pretty rich. Multiple, you've got something going on at least. I smell credits. I smell trouble with an awful lot of gangs out there. That's a very quick way to make very many en- enemies all in one go. Maybe efficient, you could say. Mm. An efficient way to make enemies. <laughs> we never got in this business to make friends, present company notwithstanding. Well, I was about to say, I was about to get very offended. Honestly, <laughs> if we're going to do anything about that, we've got to deal with old mate out the front. Very true, very true. Got to get past them to do anything in particular. I correct an understanding from what uh, Nadia's before that there are some people that are taking the limousine into the warehouse that's nearby, and there are others that are coming into the stuff of shack itself. Yeah. yeah, so basically, there are four gangs. The, the bulk of the gangs are all collectively bristling and sort of eyeing each other off and even, yeah. even having a couple of little scuffles amongst each other. All of them, like a pack of jackals, are taking this limousine into the warehouse. Yeah. You've got time. You know for a fact you have many minutes before they'll be able to cut through and open that limo, but it will open eventually. Yeah, but the ones that are coming here... Now, they are a small group. Once again, only six of them in total. So they're here for snacks. They're just here for snacks. <laughs> they're just like, look, the rest of the, the rest of my crew... It's only the rages, by the way. Um, yeah. And they are a really violent gang. And so they're honestly probably going to be coming in here to kill the store owner and just steal everything that isn't nailed down and mm-hmm. then bugger off back to the warehouse while their friends are doing that. Yeah. So, yeah. They, first they, things first? Yeah, exactly. Oh, you got a thing? Oh, no, no. I was about to say first things first. We've got to deal with them. Yep. All right. That being said, I'd like to know if it is worth our while to get involved in the next lot of business. Where it is that's in there is court. Court means money. And judging by the fact that there isn't a whole lot of screaming trouble coming from overhead, Corp is a long way away. I'm thinking there's an opportunity for a reward here. Yeah, they can show their appreciation, right? And they don't know that we're here. Mm. Six of them are coming in here now. 
they're going to have the information that we want, and there's six less that we have to deal with in the warehouse. Good point. So you hear a little scared voice coming from behind the cash, you know, the actual counter. Female orc sort of pops her head up and says, um, I'm sorry to bother you, but uh, there's 200 new yen in it for you if you can stop them from coming in here. 200 new yen, give me five packs of cigs. You got it. <laughs> She's like still on her hands and knees. You hear her like shuffle, 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 shuffle. You, you see her hand reach up and grab, mm-hmm. <laughs> grab some cigarettes. And some crickets. We want some extra crickets, thanks. Okay, okay. Like, shuffle, 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 Set shuffle. score. <laughs> and then he hears boom, boom. Open up. You can hear from outside. Bang, bang, bang. If it takes me too long to get this door open, it's going to be way worse for you. Just open a moment. Open door. Just a moment. I'm getting dressed. All right, so <laughs> I'm going to talk to the person who's behind the counter if I can. Yeah, sure. All right, if we don't let them in, then it's going to mean trouble. If we let them in, then we can do something about it. We'll try to keep the damage to a minimum. How does that sound? Still 200 new She says, ah, oh, oh, okay, okay. You, you hear her grab a shotgun that's underneath the counter and sort of, okay. All right, Emu. Yeah. Uh, okay, first of all, uh, sorry, uh, Zipfile, what's the situation out in the car park? Is there anyone still between our van and this uh, stuff shack? I think there's, there's the car there, but they're all moving into the warehouse, aren't they? Opposite. That is correct. So just to, just to let you know, one of these very, very large vans, though, has parked next to your van mm-hmm. and another group, another three yeah. of, the, of the Rages mm-hmm. uh, have, are now getting out and are kind of eyeing up your van. Yeah. Perhaps looking to see whether it's worth keeping or stealing Can we as get well. the drone to defend it? Yeah. Exactly yeah, 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 yeah. The, moment we yeah, yeah. the moment we do that, though, is the moment we tip our hand. So... We do it all at once. We do it all at once. <laughs> all right. Listen, mate, just say the word. All right. Get ready to, ju- get ready to jump in and go loud. Yeah. We let these guys in. We deal with them inside the store. We try to keep it down. We try to keep it as quiet as we can so that we don't tip off anyone when we On go the for the outside. warehouse. Yeah. I'm with you there. Right. Say the word, and I'll open the door. All right. In that case, talk to the person who's down at the behind the counter. Have you got a, like, a vest or an apron or something? Uh, so she says, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Just, Pass it over. Okay, so she, yeah, so, so you hear, like, she takes off her staff apron, basically, and just sort of throws it over. All right, and I throw it on. Okay, great. All right, in the meantime, the two of you hide. Yep, cool. I hide behind the crickets, and then I very <laughs> quietly, like you're in the cinema, when it's, like, the scene is open. Well, it's all the packets open, and then take one delicately at a time, and crunch just so <laughs> quietly. It's like Drax in the, uh... Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely invisible. <laughs> so you, so boom. Uh, so so first of all, you hear this as the door unlocks remotely from behind the counter, of course. Yeah. And then bam, the, the, like the double doors just you know smash open, and there the five, sorry, the six gangers all all rock yeah. in. All right, I want them to be. I want, I want to be the first thing that they see then. Okay, well, definitely, yeah. So the, yeah. So the, the, the leader, quote-unquote, the male orc, just sort of sits there, like, looks looks to you. So, he has a baseball bat, which yeah. is, you know, of course, wrapped with barbed wire. Yeah. Uh, and he sort of points to you and says, you're the only one here? Yes, yes, I'm the only one here. Welcome to Stuffer Shack. How can I help? Oh, my <laughs> he's like, God. So he's like, ha, ha. Like, he walks over. Okay. I want all the money out of the register. All the money out of the register. Uh, you want that in credit sticks? Data transfer? Uh, stock? <laughs> stock. <laughs> <laughs> credit sticks. And quickly. All right. So 
everything that I'm doing is going to be about delaying time so that these two are able to put themselves into some sort of optimal position okay. to either, I don't know, shoot or hit or do something. All right. That sounds good to me. Yep. So... Getting up behind them or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. So that's fine. Yeah. So actually, can... Okay, very importantly then, actually, can the two of you please give me a stealth check? Okay. Is there any way that I can do a fast talk in order to provide some sort of help there? You sure can. Please do. All right. So, I mean, we'll just take it as what you've already said, right? Which is yeah. great. Uh, I like your role playing there. So you. You, can, you can definitely get a point of edge for that. Uh, ben, they are distracted and they are looking around, and there's a lot of commotion outside as well. So mm-hmm. all three of you actually are going to get a are definitely going to have a point of edge because of the circumstance here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sweet. But yeah, give me a give me a good old fashioned stealth check. All right, done, done. Let's make a roll. Fast uh, walk. Fourteen dice. Ooh. So I think I've only got two for my stealth. Oh, and your agility, of course. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. Two for agility. I don't have stealth in skills. I assume that it would be a skill. Yes. yes, but if, if not, you still have your agility. Can I use my German expressionist cinema? <laughs> <laughs> Explain how. Oh, God, why? <laughs> well, in German expressionist cinema, there's no. just lots of light and dark play on the screen. And... In the darkness, there's just some obscurity, right? And it's supposed nope. to represent the void in man's soul, but I would like it to nope. represent actual shadows that I can hide in. Yes. All right, no, so, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, this it's is a... still through the power of ennui. <laughs> I mean, it's a big fat no, but I like it. I like the enthusiasm. Uh, so, so just maybe just roll like your, your moxie kid. Now you you do have edge, and so you can go ahead and roll your agility plus, mm. uh, and you can use edge if you like, of course, if you, if you like. Do you give me like an extra dice? So if you look at it, some of the some of the uses have to be declared before you roll, oh, and yes. some of them are stuff that you can do after the roll. Mm. So it's it's just these things here. I think I've got two successes. Good. No, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. So I, I will tell you that that is sufficient. Okay. So, right. so, so that's. If I fail my stealth, it's because I'm opening up packets of chips. Like. <laughs> there was no doubt of that. Clarify. Uh, okay. Yeah, there's no add a dice. There is. If oh, you... Wait. Where is it? I thought there was actually. So, yeah. Um, Plus one to a single die roll. Give add edge. Negate edge. Yep. Buy one automatic hit for three edge, I suppose. That's but probably like, as close as it gets to it. But you uh, notice everyone I can buy dice. that much, to be honest. So no. I'm just going to see how I go. I'll tell you what I can do, though. Mm. What I could do is uh, two edge. Uh, I could give an ally one edge if you need it. If not, then that's fine. I don't feel like that's a very good like economic use of edge just as a group it's because bad. yeah, because yeah. I have edge yeah. to spend. It's just mm. that I don't want to spend that many edge on one thing. That's very fair. That's very fair. And look, so let's just see what happens. You have options after you've rolled anyway. So right. let's see. Did you say two successes minimum? Two. Yes. All right. Cool. In which case, I have two successes, which was a bit of a crap roll to be honest. But there you go. I have one success. Okay, so with that in mind, do you want to spend any edge to... Either add plus one to a value or... Or re-roll uh, Yeah, I can re-roll. Let's try doing that because plus one wouldn't have done anything. And that's a six, so nice. yeah. Okay, so you you do in fact manage to keep hidden. So you're behind, you're sort of crouched down behind the, the aisles of food. So the two dwarves just run up together, basically. You can see that they're twins. So they start to smash and grab a whole bunch of these energy drinks. And they're like, oh, look, it's two for one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great value. The other one looks at her as if to say, You idiot. We're robbing the fucking store. It's all too full. <laughs> like, like, a 
bargain is a bargain, Trinia. <laughs> and then, of course, the orca that, who's leading them all just points the baseball bat and says, hurry up, more smashing things. Oh, yes, sir. And they, <laughs> right. they, they start so to smash the, stuff. Cool. With the amount of smashing that's going on, that should give us enough noise oh, uh, yes. coverage. So much noise. So yeah. we want to do that, we can. So basically, no one has just, yet. Oh, sorry. Just be really clear. When it comes to noise stuff, with what's going on outside, yeah. you could literally have a machine gun fight in here. Sweet. And ah. not only... And not only would the warehouse not be alerted, but even those outside of your van wouldn't be alerted. There's just no way. All right, cool. In case case that was a concern for for planning purposes. Yeah, Yeah. I was thinking exactly that. All right, so no one's yet gone for the counter, as far as I'm aware. No, no. The the main orc is sort of wandering up. In that direction. Periodically smashing things. All right, cool. So I see that these guys have moved to position. Yes, Mm -hmm. correct. And they're ready to go if need be. Mm -hmm. So let's see. Here's what I'm going to do. It's like, okay, okay, no problem. Gotcha. We'll get some cred sticks. We'll get this sorted out. No one needs to get hurt. And I take a cred stick out from what looks like to be the vest. Okay. And I go to fling it at one of the people that's next uh, to the, the orc. Probably one who's dressed differently. Like oh, one of the okay. Cool, cool. What I'm actually going to do is a little bit of like palming sleight of hand. So it looks like that I have thrown it at him. Nice. Captured their attention. Okay. And then uh, we'll see what happens after that, whether, whether there's any confusion. If there is, then there's an opportunity to do some things. That's awesome. Okay, so just, sorry, walk me through that again. So All right, so I'm taking a cred stick out. Yep, okay. Uh, I make as if I'm going to throw it at one of the um, one of the opposing or uh, briefly allied gang members. Oh, okay. Next to the orc. I'm going to toss it so as to keep their attention or to throw their attention towards uh, this guy. Okay. And then basically while their attention's distracted, I'm going to try and launch an attack. Okay, I like that idea. I should have been perhaps a bit more clear is that the six gangers that have come in here are yes. all members of the same gang, the Okay. The rages, but that's fine. Then I'll throw it just. To- there's a very clear leader in the orc, and yeah. there's also uh, uh, what you would have to assume just because of laws of the street. Yeah. There's a huge female troll, and she's she's bigger than yeah. him. So you know, probably a then probably a, a bit of a rival thing. If you, particularly if he's asking for it and you yeah. throw it to her instead, that yeah. could, that could potentially cause some nonsense. Excellent. All right, so let's throw it at the troll. Obviously, so you, it doesn't get there. No, you see, so you're gonna go to throw it to her. Yeah, but but, but sort of palm it. So it, yes. it looks very much like you've thrown it to her but actually yeah. it's it's just been palmed okay great so give me a uh, palming roll yeah sleight of hand or yeah exactly that um, now very importantly while that's happening zipline can you give me a German expression zip file zip file <laughs> I'm not a uh, a fun thing for kids and compressed storage on a computer <laughs> compressed storage on a computer that's Sorry. where she gets her name by the way is because yeah. she has lots of I did like this as part of the booklet she has like lots of just extraneous random bits of information mm. and data like you Tom but <laughs> in a very compressed package because she's a dwarf and so yeah. short oh, and that's, zip file that's nice. adorable uh, please give me a German expression a cinema roll please <laughs> Um, <laughs> Emu, sorry, while, whilst this is happening, Emu, mm-hmm. are you just sort of getting into position to launch some kind of attack? Or? So I'm doing that and at the same time being very keenly aware that someone's about to open up my van. Yeah, right. And touch my Nissan. Can't have that. <laughs> So don't touch my Nissan. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's okay. The thing. It is years old, yeah. and they made it perfect like decades ago. Nice. They have not changed it. It is perfect the way it is. I don't want anyone touching it. Great. Awesome. Could you remote drive the van? Could I remote unlock the van? 
Yeah, both. Okay, so what I want to do is I want to remote unlock the van mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that when they go to open it, mm-hmm. the drone is ready. The drone is ready. <laughs> yeah, no, you can you can totally do that. So first of all, it'll avoid them you know breaking into your van. Which yes. Is great. Uh, I mean, it's your van. You're, you're a rigger, so that's yeah, that's fine. So consider mm-hmm. that it, it unlocks. Uh, uh, yeah. And want... you're going to jump into your drone. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, here's a concern. Yes. Um, there are six of us. Uh, oh, sorry, six of them. Yeah. One of which is an orc, one of which is a troll. Yeah. There are three of us. If you jump remotely, there are then two of us. You can, can put the you can put the drone on autopilot. Though. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Actually, can you just yeah. set it up so that mm. it defends the van and just causes chaos out there? Yeah. And then you're in here with us, kind of. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, what I want to do is yes. so it kind of as a, sta- a standard program for it. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, no, this isn't. This is pure fluff. This is sure, like sure. a mechanical thing. Also, just sorry once again, real real quick before you strategize too much. As far as outside goes, there's only two. There's only two of them outside. Sweet. That's sorry. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, um, if the light sensor is tripped on the drone and like the uh, like the bioscan doesn't read as one of us, suppressive fire. <laughs> okay. That's so you so you set it up to basically so you, so you give it a command yes. To, yes. To, to, to to shoot anyone that isn't you. you. Basically, yeah. great. Yeah. That's consider that done. Um, actually, here's they actually have a, a an exact example of this in the book as to what as to what you would roll. So Yay. so Emo has the drone with a mountain. Blah, 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 blah. So, you are going to... It'll be rolling with its sensor rating times two. Sensor of two. Sounds about right. So, is that double? Yeah, yeah. 46. Uh, No. Okay. No successes in two ones. And that's like half my dice. (gasps) When are we in English territory? Oh, that's... So, that is... So, is it over half your dice or one? No, it's exactly half. Okay. No glitch, but still. We'll deal with that when it comes up. First and foremost. Okay. Bang. Okay, so I've made as if to throw the cred stick at the dwarf. Correct. No, the dwarf, sorry, the troll. The troll. Which I'm hopefully going to catch the orc off position, or at least hopefully throw some animosity. Yes. But ultimately what I'm waiting for is for one of these two to open fire, because it can't come from me at this point. No, that's, right, that, 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 is. that is very true. But what did you get with your ah, slide of hands? You want to know that? Yes, that's fair enough. Will two successes work? Two successes will not, but three will. Three will. All right. I'm going to spend two edge. Give a plus one to a four to make it a five. Oh, wow. Okay. Great stuff. So the way it works is like this. You go to throw the dart ship. Our troll goes to reach out and grab. It's such a quick movement. Yeah. But by the time the orc turns, it really looks like the troll is there looking at nothing in her hand. Yeah. All right. Give it to me. And she she says, you didn't give me anything. Fuck off. It is. It requires no further provocation. Sweet. They just absolutely crash tackle each other and just start to roll about in crushing all the chips and crickets and energy drinks sprays everywhere. And that's it. They are actually going to be uh, attacking each other. Mm -hmm. And so you can all jump in and attack the other four men people here. Okay, okay. Two orcs and two dwarves. So, my question then, I guess, is out of Zipfile and Emu, who wants to go first? I don't mind either way. Um, I'm happy to go if you like. Go for it. Okay, so I want to use my guns. Great. I have a heavy pistol, which is a Ruger Super Warhawk. Mm -hmm. And I like the little flavor text at the bottom. It says, shiny and chromed and makes holes the size of a troll's fist straight out of the box. (laughs) Nice. Uh, That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So... In order to shoot, what does one do? So there should be a example 
uh, roll table, I think, that you've got somewhere. Yeah. And that should give you ranged combat and uh, melee combat. Yeah, so use skill, weapon combat major, firearms and agility. Mm-hmm. So it's dice pull of six. Uh, you definitely, definitely have two points of edge because of the fact that you have complete and utter surprise. And not only that, but yeah, they're also distracted combat. by watching mm. two of their gang to the point where they, they bring out their com- they bring out their com links and start uh-huh. to, re- to record it. Like, nice. like like two people, you know, using his smartphones Man. to record a, a street brawl. They're like, yeah! Mm. Um, so you will definitely have two points of edge. Cool. Alright, well let's roll first and then see if I need to do anything here. Is there like a target number that I'm going for or does this just like indicate what kind of damage I get? So basically, whatever you beat their defense roll by will be extra damage that you do. Cool. So you want to get as many successes as possible, obviously. Obviously. As you, as you always do. Yeah, okay. So basically what she is uh, has done is kind of like, what's the thing where you like crawl across the ground like an little army shuffle thing? Oh, like an army crawl. Army yeah. crawl? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just literally called that. So um, well, yeah, she kind of army crawls on the ground. She probably doesn't even need to. She's so bloody short. Um, <laughs> gets up right behind one of them. Okay. And then basically holds her pistol up towards its one of the, the their heads mm-hmm. and pulls the trigger and she gets one no just one success so she's <laughs> going to use some edge two edge i get plus one to a single die roll which makes that a five how many successes do i need to just do anything only one i will tell you that with the very small number of dice that they roll they got zero successes okay cool so uh two successes mm-hmm. from that roll mm-hmm. good is dv damage on yeah. the yeah. damage value that's so exactly that's right four damage plus two four five six so that's six okay so just to let you know how this works okay mm-hmm. so you so that's uh, six damage uh, now these are grunts okay which means that basically they've only got four health boxes so they, they, if they take four damage they're out but they do like like everyone they have the ability to soak damage with a by rolling their body whenever they get hit with damage so this particular is this the dwarf or one of the orcs the one of the orcs okay so they roll four dice they get two successes still only brings the damage from six down to four which means that that this orc is taken out so basically nice. long, long story short you, you what is it just gun to the back of the head blow brains out across the Snack aisle? Yeah, that's mm. right. <laughs> Done. Perfectly works. Brains and little circuit chips go flying everywhere. Emu. Emu. Okay, I am going to take aim with my assault rifle. Oh, yeah. All right, then. Yes. Now, is this at one of the dwarves or one, one, the one remaining orc or the main orc? Or are you going to let the troll and the orc battle it out for a round? I want to let the troll and the orc battle it out for a round. Sounds good to me. Which yep. leaves you with the option of either one of the two dwarves or the other orc that's left. I'm not one of those dwarves. No, 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 no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. The other orc. Very well then. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, three successes. Okay. Fantastic. So, okay. So they got one success. So you definitely hit with two. Okay. And so one, yeah. I think, I think what's the damage value of your assault rifle? Uh, damage value is five P. Five Ooh. piercing. Oh, oh, wow. Okay, then. So that is not looking good for our other orc. Um, yeah, so basically, you just... Bang! Just explode this orc. This, they, they actually fail to generate any soak whatsoever. So yeah. you actually straight up cut this orc in half. Like, it's 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 actually quite gruesome. There's just blood and guts go everywhere, splattered all across the ice cream aisle. Uh-huh. And there you go. Fantastic. So that is then going to be initiative. So the, the ambush yeah. round is now over. Uh, I think. I don't get an action, or is that my action to do the palming? Well, actually, you know what? I still think you're surprising, 
And even though you did that thing so well, uh, mm. that set it up, you know, you still get to make an attack. For That's sure. right. Yeah. Well, in this case, it probably won't be an attack because uh, to ready a weapon is a major action. Oh yeah. So, so what I'll do instead yeah. is take a minor action to um, take cover. Okay. Good. To hide one of the uh, snack shells. Done. And then as a major action, I'm going to ready my Ares light um, pistol. Perfect. Okay. No, I, I like that a lot. <laughs> Uh, right, so now we're going to go ahead and roll initiative. So mm-hmm. the way that initiative works is a bit different to the other dice rolling mechanics. Mm-hmm. Is It's the one instance where you roll a number of dice and then you add that value rather than looking for success or failure. Does that make sense? But you add it to your initiative score. So you'll see, yes. Um, I've actually got 10 plus 1d6. That's what I'm saying. So you roll, you roll oh. 1d6 and you add whatever you roll to 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ah, got it. So you see, basically, you'll get initiative between 11 and 16. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Also, there is a... You can use edges for this. If you spend one edge, you get a three. three to your initiative score, which might be very worthwhile doing if you ever want to make sure that we're going before bad guys and stuff. Mm. That is a really good point. And in fact, could be a really... Particularly because you've already had a surprise round. Mm. Like, doubling... Go Doubling down on that for this could actually mm. be something to do. Yeah, so very important. Uh, so spend edge if you like. Otherwise, just yeah. Would we? Can we do that after we find out the order of the initiative, or do we need to declare before we know what their initiative is? Um, I, I I can tell you what their initiative is. That's that's fair. I'll, I'll definitely do that. Um, now you need to. De- there are certain things yeah. you need to declare before you before after you've rolled, but not necessarily before after you know what the enemy's. It uses the prefix. Oh, sorry, it uses a, a keyword. Any. It says any. So yeah. it doesn't matter. Okay, great. That's easy. Okay, well, let me let me tell you what they get for a second. One moment. Super duper. Okay, so what I'll tell you is that the initiative of these idiots is six. Oh, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> so, so I've already got 14. Nice. All right, so... so I don't think I'm going to bother spending any edge on... Def- definitely cool. <laughs> no. And what have you got? 11. Okay, and... Emu. 16. Nice. Oh, nice. Okay. So it'll be Emu, zip file, you, enemies. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to Shared Sagas. All music on the show is used under Creative Commons. Check the episode notes for full details.